0: screen but but we'll get there hold on there we are we are here it's been a couple weeks welcome to the grog cast the official podcast of the unfiltered sports network i am your host sir grogshire and we like sports here more than we like cheese and i really like cheese so going into what we need to get done today which is a lot we have a lot to do today especially with the new structure i'm playing with so we will go with all that but first up we have to get into our preview from last week week 12 in the nfl what a week 12 it was now there's one game i'm not going to talk about right now because it's going to come up in the second part of the podcast which would be the uh, Bengals-Steelers game, but we're going to talk about everything else. And let us start with some turkey play. Yes, I said turkey play. In On Thanksgiving. So, the three Thursday games. Bears and the Lions. Bears win 16-14. to And... Uh, The Bears hit a game-winning field goal at the buzzer to put them over the Lions. And the Lions, I believe, uh, so Lions have already had 0-16 season. And this year, because of the 17th game, I believe they will be the only team in NFL history to go winless, but not lose all their games. If they lose everything else this year or tie everything else. And that's especially important because they would literally almost tie their own record of 0-16 with the Browns this year. But they would go 0-16-1 because they tied the Steelers. Uh, when it comes to the game itself, it was it was awful. The game was awful uh easily one of the worst games of the year and people are going to hate me on that because it was it was 16 to 14 it was a close game it was a defensive battle no it really wasn't they both sucked they really did I was watching this from my from my grandma's house because half of my family is football fans but Andy Dalton leads the Bears to victory in some way. But the the Lions uh, were without Goff. Which I think is probably the biggest issue with that game. Do I think Goff is the savior of the Lions? Hell no. He's an average quarterback. Maybe even slightly below average. He thrived in a system that Sean McVay made specifically for him. But uh, I digress. Going with the Bears, though. Uh, I don't know if it was official. I haven't actually checked, which I can check right now. Uh, so it's, it seems like they haven't fired Matt Nagy yet. Uh, I know there were reports saying that Thanksgiving was going to be his, uh, his last game to coach, but I guess not. As for Lions head coach Dan Campbell, uh he once again, I like the guy, but he was placed in a very much similar position that uh Zach Taylor was for the Bengals, where it's he was put on a team made to lead this team to the promised land, but the team he had was absolutely trash. 100% trash. It's it's so ridiculous that he is getting so much blame from Lions fans. But the team's just terrible. They're awful. The only ones that I can say are good is Swift, Hawkinson, and a couple of their corners. That's it. That's it. In another good matchup, This was probably the best game on Thanksgiving. Uh, The Raiders visiting the Cowboys. No Amari Cooper. But Micah Parsons looks good. He looks really good. Uh, But on the other side of the ball, Derek Carr has tremendously slowed down since the beginning of the season. And the Raiders did win 36-33. Uh, but like Derek cars, he's average. He's slightly, maybe slightly above average. He, I know he is in, I believe he's number two, one or two. He's definitely top three, but, uh, in passing yards this season, the th- biggest thing is if you're behind in a game, you're going to be passing. I don't understand why teams be like, "Oh, this quarterback's elite because they have the highest passing yards, but the team's awful." If Matthew Stafford was on the Lions this year, he would probably be in the top 5 in passing because that's all he would be able to do because the run game would fail, they'd get behind, and then he has to pass. Uh, I know Tom Brady's up there. He's he's having a really good season honestly. Uh, For somebody that's 43 years old, he is having a tremendous season. He's having an MVP campaign. Uh, Do I want him to win MVP? No, not really. I have other people in mind for MVP. But I'll get to that on a different day when we get closer towards the end of the season. As for the Cowboys, they've lost three out of the last four and are on a major slide. But the good thing for them is their division is absolute ass. Eagles are the closest one, and they're not even 500. Sorry, not sorry. Um, The biggest thing with the Cowboys is they've been missing Amari Cooper, which he will be back for this week, supposedly. And we'll kind of get to see that offense move again. Um, But along with that, it's like between Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard, I think Tony Pollard is actually the better running back. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's a little younger too, but Zeke just got paid all this money a couple years ago. And now he's either injured or he's dealing with a small injury or he just doesn't play well. There, there's a lot of factors with Ezekiel Elliott. I think he's had like two good games this year, which really isn't much. So that sucks. Um, but if it were me being the coach right now, I'd be looking at putting Tony Pollard as the number one and maybe even switching uh, Zeke to be the kick returner so that Pollard doesn't get hurt on the kick returns. Uh, to the third Turkey Day game, you had the Bills absolutely blowing out the Saints 31-6. to Does this mean the Bills are back? No. No, it doesn't. Does it give light to uh, to Bills fans? Yes, because they're about to get surpassed by the Patriots. Seriously, the Patriots with a rookie quarterback. I think a lot of people wrote off the Patriots this year but uh, and had the Bills as either the number one or the number two team in the AFC. The Bills have looked awful recently. They've lost to the Jags. Um, I believe they almost lost to the Dolphins. That's probably passing my mind, but their last couple games, oh, Colts, they lost to the Colts, but uh, I've also been saying that the Colts are probably one of the most dangerous teams down this stretch, so I don't, I don't know how, how bad that loss could be, but currently Bills, uh, second place in their division, which I'll go more in depth in a little bit, but the Saints, Saints with Trevor Simeon, you guys suck. Straight up. You guys are missing Kamara. Uh, this week you're missing uh, uh, Armstead and your other tackle. You still don't have Michael Thomas. I, you're, you guys are a mess. Cam Jordan, uh, ever since Hendrickson got away, Cam Jordan's had a very pedestrian year. Still, he's getting pressure, but uh, a lot of people were saying when Hendrickson left, and trust me, I heard this a lot as a Bengals fan. When Hendrickson left to go to the Bengals, everybody was saying, oh, Hendrickson won't be anything at the Bengal. He needed Cam Jordan to get pressures and uh, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's starting to look like it's the other way around, at least according to this year. But uh, Bills get a big win, and they really needed that to – put pressure on the pats for the Sunday game uh going to Florida we are uh we had the Panthers visiting the Dolphins and holy crap did Cam Newton look awful I think they said he was like five for 20 something you can't do that people were wondering why he got caught from the pats that's probably the good reason why He was back for one week. One week. Five for whatever is not good. Not good at all. Uh, On the other hand, Tua Tagovailoa, he had a very good day. Uh, I've been a critic of Tua since he got drafted. Uh, I said the Dolphins should have taken Herbert over Tua. Yes. A lot of people are going to bash me for that because – uh, because I was one of the people that actually really liked Herbert going into the draft. Uh, did I think he was better than Burrow? I'd say they were close and we're starting to see that this season, but focusing more on Tua, Tua had the highest completion percentage in a game by a Miami quarterback with 30 plus passing attempts at an 87.1. Uh, he had a really good day. The other dolphin that had a really good day was rookie Jalen Waddle. Is he starting to get going? Possibly because uh, where the Dolphins were uh, going between quarterbacks is they started giving uh, Miles Gaskin a lot of time, but now it seems like defenses are transitioning towards the run for Miami and not so much the deep ball. Um, We saw this with Jamar Chase earlier this year where he got off to a really hot start because Joe Burrow was literally just slinging downfield. And Jamar Chase would be open. So now defenses have been adjusting towards Jamar Chase and leaving a lot of other things open for the Bengals. So I think we're starting to get into that period where people are not covering Jalen Waddell too tightly. So we'll we'll have to see in the upcoming weeks. But the Dolphins' defense is a good defense. They're just very inconsistent. Uh, there could be one week where they let up 26 points and another week. They're going to give up 10. Whereas this game, uh, dolphins creamed the Panthers 33 to 10 to keep them in the playoff race. Um, uh, this game, I didn't really watch all too much. The, the Falcons and the Jaguars Falcons won 21 to 14. Apparently Matt Ryan is 4-0 with a career record over the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is really not shocking because the Jaguars are terrible. If I'm the Jags after this season, sorry, if I'm a little bit congested up in the nose, so if that gets in the way, I'm sorry. But if I am Jacksonville this off-season, I am firing Urban Meyer. I don't care if it's after one year. Urban Meyer is a distraction. He doesn't have the locker room. Uh, He's misusing Trevor Lawrence, who to a lot of people is one of the best uh, quarterback quarterback prospects since Andrew Luck. A lot of people said that was Joe Burrow, but um, I agree with a lot of the Trevor Lawrence hype. I'm a fan of Trevor Lawrence, but Urban Meyer is not the coach for him. He really isn't. You need somebody who can actually call plays at an NFL pro level and isn't stuck within his college coaching days. Uh, My take, but you can have your own opinion. Titans and the Patriots. Patriots absolutely smacked around the injury, uh, the very injured Titans team. Patriots win 36 to 13 granted they were at home uh so that's a big one over the last three games the Patriots have outscored their opponents 135 to 33. now what does it say about the Patriots um they're getting good and they're getting hot right at the good right at the right time uh I mean they're they're sitting quite pretty right now. And uh, I believe they're a game up on the bills and they have to face the bills twice in the next three weeks. So these next three weeks are crucial for the Patriots and the bills. Um, but Patriots were another team that a lot of people wrote off at the beginning of the season, because it's like, Oh, rookie quarterback, they cut Cam Newton. Who are these wide receivers? Who are these running backs? Um, their top corner was injured and then traded to the Panthers. But it's like this Patriots team has come out of nowhere. Are they in the, one of the weaker divisions in the AFC? Yeah, except for the bills. Um, but th- this is going to be an interesting stretch for the Patriots. Uh, because they go Bills, by week Bills, Colts, I believe. I might have the Colts the Colts in the second Bills game switched. But it, it's this next stretch is huge for them, this next four weeks. If they lose, I'll say if they lose two of those games, they'll be a wild card spot. If they win two of those games, they'll win the division flat out now Eagles and Giants what the hell do I say about this game what the hell do I say about this game Giants have won the last two uh, games against Philly they lost the previous eight games but it, it wasn't that the Eagles lost it was more neither team wanted to win and the Giants just happened to have more points. It's really it. Uh, I don't really have much else to say. I actually had the Eagles winning that game because I think the Giants are absolute dog shit right now. And they had just fired Jason Garrett and had Freddie Kitchens take over uh that side of the ball. But I don't think any Giants fan right now can tell me that Daniel Jones is the future of this program. And I'm not saying that Daniel Jones is a bad quarterback, even though I think he's had definitely more down games than he's had up games. But they just don't use him right in New York. The New York system is not good for Daniel Jones. Uh, I think Daniel Jones needs to hit the free agent market and go to a different team that would use him better. One of those teams, I think, would be the Eagles, who are misusing Jalen Hurts. Uh, And I'm not saying that Jalen Hurts is this magical quarterback that will fix the Eagles, just like I said. Uh, Who the hell did I say? Cam Newton was going to fix the Panthers or... Anything of that sort. Uh but it's I don't know. It's the Eagles could possibly be in the market for a veteran quarterback this offseason. Would it hurt them? No. But they can't go out and get like an Aaron Rodgers. That would be stupid. They could, however, go out and get like a uh Oh, let's see here. Who would hit the market? Right, if Philip Rivers would come out of retirement, I think that would be a, g- a great fit in Philadelphia. Uh, likelihood of that happening, very, very zero. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, would be a very good and interesting uh, place for or a person for the Eagles to possibly go after since now the 49ers have Trey Lance. But... Do I think they're in the market for a quarterback in the draft? No, uh, but they are in a position to do so since they'll more than likely have two of uh, the top 10 first picks. Uh, But the Eagles had a chance to win that game, just uh, Jalen Rieger dropped the game-winning touchdown. So, going back to really bad teams that... Had an okay game. Jets and the Texans. Jets win 21-14. to uh, Neither one of these teams is escaping the top 10 in the draft class. J- none of them. Uh, Jets are another team that have two first-round picks, and both of them more than likely will be in the top 10. Uh, Joe Flacco is done. Straight up, he's done. He's not good. Jets are only winning because random luck. I I can say that. They're they're so injured, which plays a big part in it. They have no pass rush because Carl Lawson's done for the year. Uh, Mekhi Becton, done done at least for now. I don't think he's out for the year, though. Um, Zach Wilson should have never been starting... Week one. He will be a good quarterback. He just needs time. Uh, As far as the Texans. Texans need a quarterback. Tyrod Taylor is not the answer. But the Texans need a lot of things. Honestly, they, they really needed to get Deshaun Watson back. But... It's way too late for that. It's He doesn't want to play for them anymore. He's going to get traded. Honestly, the Eagles could probably use Deshaun Watson as long as uh, all the legal shit gets figured out. But uh, that's suggests first win versus Houston since week 11 of 2010. They've had three straight losses since then. One of the games that I thought was one of the best games of the week, the Buccaneers versus the Colts. Buccaneers squeak one out versus the Colts off of a game winning touchdown from Leonard Fournette. Um, I still think the Colts are a really dangerous team. I mean, they're sitting right at 500 right now, but they are a very dangerous team with six games to go. Uh, Could I see them winning out? Probably not. Could I see them winning three or four more games? Yeah, probably. As far as the Bucks, Bucks I still think are probably my one seed going into the playoffs this year. Um they they just have it all. No matter how many they lose, um, they have everything to win the Super Bowl again. They have a good defense, they have a good offense. They're they're a very complete team. Uh if they can stay healthy, it's gonna be an issue. Now, going to the shocker of the week, uh, Chargers losing to the Broncos in mile high. Patrick Sertain gets his first uh, two-interception game, with one of them being a pick six. Uh, And the Broncos' defense carried them to that victory. Very good showing by the Denver defense. Uh, Mike Williams for the Chargers continues to have issues. Continues to have issues. Uh I think in the last three weeks he's one of the lower lowest ranked wide receivers right now, which is an issue. He's a big guy, he should be able to catch. Uh, but they're just not finding him right uh not just finding him, but when they do find him, he's dropping a lot. Uh Ecklers, still a stud. Keenan Allen, still a stud. But Keenan Allen has definitely not done as well as I thought he'd be doing right now uh, as his uh, fantasy football owner. But I think they're still all right. Chargers' defense is... uh, It's something. I I don't think the defense has really found their identity because they're 32nd. Oh, I guess they're more of a pass protection defense. Um... But it's, it's their secondary, their words, it's their secondary. Asante Samuel and Derwin James are the backbone of that, that defense right now. Uh, You have Bosa, who's great at pass rushing. Uh, I think it was like the, the Chargers rank, I think like seventh in pass rushing right now. uh, Or at least seventh against the pass. And they are dead last against the run and I'll get into that a little bit more when I talk about the uh the upcoming week. So, going to the Packers and Rams. Uh Packers win 36 to 28. And th- this this is one of those things that so me and my mom do game picks every week. Uh I go into literally every week and say I am not betting against Aaron Rodgers. That's it that's it i like this rams team they went all in they got von miller they got obj and they've lost every game since those two ended up on the roster do i know what's going on no have they looked okay yeah cooper cup i think has slowed down just a little bit not not much just a little bit uh matthew stafford he's doing fine Daryl henderson he's doing fine but it's just they're getting outscored. And, um, their defense isn't getting too much pressure right now. All right, on to the Vikings and the 49ers. Uh, I called the 49ers winning, even though the Vikings beat the Green Bay last week. But, uh,. Vikings are a very confusing team. Uh, just ask Kirk Cousins, who decided to line up against a guard and not a center to get the ball, and they had to waste a waste of timeout because he's a dum-dum. Uh, as for the 49ers, they are rolling right now. Are, are they a Super Bowl team? Not in my opinion, but they are a playoff team. Uh, Debo Samuel gets uh, two rushing touchdowns in a game. Which, if anybody asks, he is not the running back. He is the wide receiver. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, I believe, is still the running back for the 49ers. So, uh, I'm pretty sure he had a pretty good game too. But 49ers won 34-26. And 49ers are just getting started. As for the Browns and the Ravens. Ravens squeaked one out 16-10 at home. Uh, Listen here, Browns fans. You cannot tell me Baker Mayfield is your future fucking quarterback when the Ravens give you four interceptions and you lose. In fact, you scored one touchdown. You scored one touchdown. And the Ravens gave you guys the ball at least four times. You you literally cannot tell me that you are good. Yeah, you guys blew out the Bengals. What have you done since? You may have blown out the Bengals, but the Bengals really gave you that game. Uh, I, it was over from the first interception. But going along with that, um, the Ravens, Lamar, man. Uh, Do I think Lamar is the best quarterback in the AFC North? It is really close, but currently, yes. Uh, It is definitely between him and Burrow. And once again, Browns fans, you do not fucking tell me otherwise. Uh, And I'm sure if Browns fans ever listen to this, they're going to be like, oh, the Baker Mayfield is injured and he's doing... They're saying he has cleared. He is cleared to play that he needs to play. His ego needs to stop it if he is injured. I know this as a coach. I do not play somebody who is injured at all. At one point, you need to put your ego aside and rest. You get a bye week this week. And then guess what? You go and face the fucking Ravens again. And I guarantee you they do not throw four interceptions to you that time. Uh, As for the Ravens, they're still quite an injured team. Uh, Do I think they're going to get a lot of people back here soon? Probably. But I would not say they are as in control of this division as a lot of sports media will say they are. Because every team except for now the Steelers is over 500. But also every team is only at, at the very max is three and a half games back. Uh, You have a team that's one game back and you have a team that's two games back with six games to go. This is going to come down to the very wire for who wins the AFC North. And finally, we got the Monday night game between the Seahawks visiting Washington. Um, I love the story of Taylor Heineke. I do. But I swear to God, if you do not start Ryan Fitzpatrick when he is cleared from injury, you're dumb. This team is bad. You want to know who's worse? The fucking Seahawks. They get Russell Wilson back. They still have Tyler Lockett. They have DK Metcalf, Uh, but you have nothing else. Literally nothing else. The Seahawks team is in shambles. And guess who they gave their first round pick to? The Jets. Because they wanted Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams has one interception. One interception in like four years. To give you a perspective, Eli Apple has had two interceptions in two weeks. Eli Apple's not even a starting cornerback on on most teams. Hell, on the Bengals, he's technically the backup to Trey Waynes, who has been injured for fucking forever. Eli Apple, who a lot of people saw as a first-round bust, has... One more interception this year than Jamal Adams. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Uh, Jamal Adams has been considered an elite cornerback. Are we now saying that Eli Apple is an elite cornerback? Bengals linebacker Logan Wilson has three interceptions this year. So he has two more interceptions than a corner that actually covers people it's absolutely ridiculous uh seahawks are in shambles washington football team is not too terribly far behind them but it was just a match of uh who was who the fuck was the worst team but now i want to talk about flexing games to prime time because who in the hell thought that seahawks washington was going to be the game that needed to be uh needed to be flexed or be the Monday night game this week or last week Uh, Rams Packers easily could have been prime time Buccaneers Colts could have easily been prime time Uh, Titans Patriots if everybody was fucking not dead uh, could have been prime time Bengals Steelers could have been prime time Raiders Cowboys was prime time but could have been a Monday night game if they really wanted to Um, which, actually, that's the other thing that I forgot to mention with the, the Titans-Patriots game. With the Titans, Tannehill is trying, man. He is trying so damn hard. Uh, but they cannot do anything when it literally Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and Julio Jones are all on the IR. How the hell are you supposed to win without that trio? I don't know. But yeah, that go that rolls out the uh the week 12 pre uh review. So, let's go ahead and take a look at the standings. If I can click the right button. There we go. So, with the standings, in the AFC East, you have the Patriots up top at 8 and 4. Got the bills at seven and four one game right behind them then you got the dolphins at five and seven the jets at three and eight afc north you got the ravens at eight and three Bengals at seven and four nobody fucking saw that coming cleveland browns at six and six and pittsburgh at five five and one titans you're at eight and four leading the division Colts at six and six Texans at two and nine Jacksonville at two and nine. Uh, what a fucking division that is. AFC West, probably the other division that is super competitive. If, uh, the Broncos and the Raiders didn't choke too hard. You have Kansas city at seven, four winning the last four games and had a bye week this week. Uh, the Chargers at 6-5, Broncos 6-5, Raiders 6-5. And, and, of course, the Broncos are just coming off of the victory against the Chargers. In the NFC, you have... NFC East, Cowboys at 7-4, easily leading the division. Washington 5-6 off their win against the Seattle Seahawks. Eagles five and seven Giants four and seven then go to the north Packers at nine and three easily in control of the division even with a loss to the Vikings Vikings at five and six Bears at four and seven uh, fucking Detroit what a disaster at 010 and one going to the south you got the Buccaneers at eight and three Falcons at five and six Saints at five and six and Panthers at five and seven Uh, I mean, for the bucks being in the lead, they're still only three games ahead, which is kind of shocking. Um, I think every other team in their division should be at like two wins, but they're not. Then finally for the NFC West, you have the Cardinals at nine and two best record in football Rams at seven and four 49ers at six and five. And Seahawks at three and eight what a disaster now going along with this if we can go to the uh, playoffs that's not it did I seriously get rid of in my I'm terrible there we are we're back oh wait I know what I was gonna do shit hold on There we go. Now to the playoff picture. Let me uh, get rid of my ads here. So for the playoff picture at the AFC, uh, currently you have Baltimore at in first followed by New England, who it just has one more uh, loss than them. Uh, Tennessee at eight and four somehow still Kansas city getting back to the top of their division at seven and four. Then you had the Bengals in the first wild card spot at seven and four Buffalo in the second wildcard spot. at seven and four and the chargers at six and five. Uh, people that are still in the hunt. You still have the Raiders Broncos Colts and shockingly the fucking Steelers and Browns. Now as for Miami, Miami needs a lot of things to happen. A lot of things to happen. One, they cannot lose again. They can technically still get in, but god damn, it's going to be a journey. It really is. Uh, They have to win every game here on out. Guaranteeing it. Uh, And I believe they still have to face the Bills again. So, it's going to be interesting. As for the bottom three teams, they're effectively eliminated, even though the The website's not going to tell me that. Uh, The Jets, Houston, and Jacksonville, they're just getting ready for the the draft this upcoming year. Now, when it comes to the, the NFC. NFC, you got the Cardinals in first, Green Bay at second, Tampa Bay at third, and Dallas at fourth because they have no other fucking team that can compete. But this is where it gets interesting. So you have... The Rams at seven and four, which I expected 49ers at six and five, which I expected, but then you got Washington at five and six. So you're telling me the NFC is so bad that they might actually have a team that doesn't have a winning record as a wild card spot. Like we had the, uh, the NFC East last year. I don't, I can't remember off the top of my head if it, if they were at a losing record when they got in or if they were, like, just at 500 or just above 500. But we almost had that situation because of a conference. Uh, as far as getting a wild card spot with a losing record, I have no idea. I really don't. Um, but, yeah, Washington sitting at seventh. But then every team behind them you have Minnesota five and six, Atlanta five and six, saints five and six, Philadelphia five and seven, Carolina five and seven giants at four and seven. Literally the giants can still get in. They still have a chance. Chicago four and seven. They still have a chance. Well, they're against Arizona this week. So we'll hold off on that. But I will officially declare Seattle and Detroit out of the playoffs. Seattle can win every game from here on out. And, uh, uh, nine and eight. They ain't getting in. Not with the 49ers and the Rams and Arizona. Not a chance. Not a fucking chance. So if the playoffs were to start today, your uh, wild card week would be Ravens with a bye. Cardinals with a bye. The Pats playing the Chargers in Gillette. The Bills facing the Titans in Nashville. And the Bengals facing the Chiefs in Kansas City. On the NFC side, you would have the Packers, who would dominate uh, Washington in Lambeau. Buccaneers versus the 49ers, which would be a great game. And then the Rams versus the Cowboys, which would also probably be a really good game. So with that being said, we are going to go over this week's games. So on Thursday night, tonight, uh, you got the Cowboys versus the Saints. So the Cowboys second Thursday night game in two weeks. At least you get a full week's rest. Um, yeah, Saints aren't winning this. Even with – if Jameis Winston were to come back, they ain't winning this game. They're without their two left tackle – or their two tackles. They're without their all-star running back, uh, who is not the only one to be super fucking injured right now. Uh, let me switch back here. Uh, I mean, you got Saquon Barkley out. You got Christian McCaffrey out. Derrick Henry out. It's shocking to say the least. Uh, then we go into Sunday, 1 o'clock. Yeah, the Bengals versus the Chargers. The This is the game that I thought should have been flexed to primetime, but I'm apparently stupid. You have two of the best young quarterbacks going into this game in Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. Austin Eckler versus Joe Mixon. Keenan Allen versus Jamar Chase. Mike Williams versus uh, T Higgins who had a really good week. And then you have Joey Bosa versus Trey Hendrickson. There, There's a lot of stuff here that, and they're both in the wild card right now. This is a big game for both teams, both teams. And you can't tell me this wouldn't be one of the most interesting games of the week to put on prime time. Nah. Then you got the Colts versus the Texans. Jonathan Taylor is going to run all over the fucking Texans like it is uh, more than his job. Giants versus the Dolphins, I have no idea what the hell is going to happen in this game uh, because I don't like either one of these teams, but I'm sure I'm going to give it to the Dolphins because the Dolphins' defense is definitely better than the Giants' offense. And with Tua kind of getting back into form from pre-injury, it's looking like he is going to be back at the starter position and probably continuing his success if you have Jalen Waddle I would probably start him and if you have Miles Gaskins I would probably start him then you go to the Vikings and the Lions in Detroit I am not taking the Lions I had them beating Chicago I am not taking the Lions Vikings win this pretty clearly uh, as long as Kirk Cousins doesn't return to being Kirk Cousins Buccaneers versus the Falcons in Atlanta. Atlanta is going to get killed. Then you got the Cardinals versus the Bears. Uh, Bears are in shambles. Cardinals will win. Uh, Apparently they're 6-0 on the road this season. So, uh, yeah, I am not picking against the Cardinals. I hope uh, Kyler Murray's back. Eagles versus the Jets. Uh, Honestly, the Jets have a chance to win this game. Am I taking them? No, I'm taking the Eagles. And then you got Sunday at 4 or 5. You've got Washington versus the Raiders. I think the Raiders can win this, kind of get them back on track. But they're going to have to rely on Josh Jacobs to do so and Darren Waller. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Jaguars at L.A. for the Rams. Uh, If the Rams don't win this by 20, I'll consider an upset for the Jags. Ravens versus the Steelers. Now, this is an interesting one. Because, like I said, I'm going to talk about the Steelers-Bengals game uh, in the second part of this. But, can I see the Steelers winning? Hell fucking no. Do the Bengals need the Steelers to win? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. The Ravens pick uh, get picked off four more times. I think the Steelers could actually do this, uh, shockingly. But uh, I can't go against the Ravens right now. Ravens win that one probably pretty big. 49ers versus the Seahawks. 49ers are going to absolutely smack around the Seahawks uh, like it's fucking Mike Tyson in his prime. Going to the Sunday night game that got flexed instead of the Bengals Chargers. You have the Broncos versus the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs are going to kill them even with a bad defense, uh, except for Chandler Jones. Yeah, Broncos aren't winning that. And then finally, Monday night, probably the game that has the most on the line. Uh, Baboon, thank you for the uh, host. So, anybody on uh, on Spotify, you know that uh, this is also on Twitch. Thank you, Soundboard. Um, but, yeah, the Patriots versus the Bills. Uh, I'm going to take the Bills because I think the Patriots luck, not luck, but uh, their win streak has to come to an end here soon, and I don't think it would be any better time than to lose to the Bills with the Bills at home. Uh, do I think the Patriots have a chance to beat the bills in Gillette? Yeah, probably. But since it's in Buffalo, I, I think the bills kind of squeak away with this one. I think it's going to be a really good matchup, but, uh, I think the bills should win. As for the teams on the bye week uh, the Titans, Panthers, Browns, and Packers, when they come out of the bye week uh, Titans face Jacksonville, Panthers face Atlanta, Browns face Baltimore, and the Packers face Chicago. So that is it for the preview and review.